Hello, everybody. I've got a word to encourage you to help you get through your day this week, the end of the year. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I know that it's going to minister to me and to those that hear this. We thank you for that, Father, for your patience with us, your love for us, your grace, your mercy, your, your judgment, your justice. Uh, we thank you for all this, Father. We ask for forgiveness, Father, where we may have fallen short and we uh, repent and we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and the blood that he shed so that we can have eternal relationship with you through what Jesus did. And we claim him as our savior and it's in his mighty name we come to you, amen. All right, so uh, if this is put on accurately on the webpage or on the podcast, I mean, this will uh, be the last message of this calendar year because uh, this weekend uh, should be the 31st of December and the uh, new Gregorian year will start uh, at midnight on Sunday, Monday morning will be the 1st of January, 2024. And... Um, Many of many ministers and ministries do this, and, and I've done it multiple times, and it's important, I think, to do this, uh, is that we tend to spend some time reflecting on what has happened uh, the past year. We ponder those things we did or, you know, maybe those things we didn't do. And at some point, while this is going on, it kind of hits us that time doesn't stand still, does it? I mean, time is always moving. Sometimes... Time moves too fast for us. And at other, you know, instances, it seems time moves too slow for us. But the reality is, it's a fact. Time is always moving. And when we really take a good look at our daily lives, we usually, we usually will describe it as, you know, if we have to do a word, it's just crazy. Or, you know, we're always in a hurry. I mean, we seem to process most things as if we don't have enough time, right? We'll say like, there's so many things to do and so many things to occupy us and so little time to do them all. Well, in the midst of all of these things, one of the you know, greatest temptations is to be occupied with many matters that we have no time for the more important matters, now today, I want to remind us that the Word of God speaks about time and, and the Word of God gives us counsel, gives us advice about this. So I want to look into Scripture to gain some insight as we kind of, I guess, describe wise living. Go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 15 through 21. Again, Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. Here's what the Word of God says. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So right there, these scriptures are telling us that time is precious and it gives us guidance on a few things to avoid that don't properly steward our time. There are 
There are various reasons why time is so precious. For instance, time is precious because it is a valuable resource. You know, if something is scarce, then its value increases. Well, well, don't we too often tend to say, I mean, I think we say this frequently, I might add, that we'll say it, I already said it, that time is in short supply, right? We just don't have enough time today. Or I wish I had more time for this or that. It's as if t- time runs away like water in our hand. Now, Scripture tells us in James chapter 4, verse 14, that our life, our time here on earth is like a vapor, like like a rising smoke that vanishes away. It's like a blink of an eye, a snap of the fingers. That's, that's our life. That's, that describes our lifetime when you look at it from an eternal perspective. So time is so short and the work which, which we must be done is so great that we don't have any time to spare. Or another way to say that is we have no time to waste because of the assignment the Lord gives to each one of us. And, and right now, when I say something like that, if you're listening to this, some of you may be saying, well, what, it, what are my assignments? And you know what? That's part of the problem of why we don't, we, we miss opportunities, we waste time because we're not sure what our assignment from the Lord is. You know, here's, here's a, a truth. Not that what I've been saying and what the word of God said isn't true, but here's, here's another t- truth. We have no idea how much time we have left. Some of us have many years, while others, maybe days, months. How much more would we cherish time if we would know that we only had, you know, this amount of time? If we knew the day that we were going to die? Huh, I wonder. And that's why I think when we think about things like this, time becomes so precious. Time is so precious because when it's past, you can't recover time. There are so many things that which when we possess them, if they're not part of us, we could not regain them. I mean, with some effort, things like a car, a clothes, furniture, material items, you could buy back, but you can't buy time back. Once you've spent time, you can never recover that. No amount of work or money, wealth, can regain that time. So I guess what I'm attempting to do right here and now is getting us that are listening to this to, you know, make sure we're alert, make sure we're awakened and that we don't take time for granted. Sadly, all of us have wasted time. How much? It's it's impossible to know how much we've wasted. See, our existence is supposed to be focused on pleasing the Creator. And according to the Creator's word, it's impossible to please Him without faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of of God, of the word of the Creator. So therefore, I think one assignment, how much time have you actually spent in the word of God? How much time do you watch TV? How much time do you spend praying? How much time do you spend playing on your phones, playing games? 
And is the time you do spend praying only to ask God for things? If only we could realize how precious time is. You know, Lord, we are pleading with you. Please continue to show us your great mercy. Too often we live under the delusion that we have an abundance of time. We live as if we have a great deal more time than we need. So we tend to waste it and throw it away. Imagine someone having money and thinking they had enough of it and they threw it in the trash can. We would go, whoa, 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 dude, you're kind of crazy. What's uh, You're out of your mind, right? But sadly, that's what we do with time. All of us, I'm, I'm, all of us, me. Uh, don't think I'm just talking to anyone. I'm talking to me. I'm trying to remind myself. This is a reminder for all of us. I, I can just reaffirm this. Time is more precious than what's in your wallet or what's in your purse or what's in your bank account. You can't buy time with all the money in the world. Seriously now, how would we behave, behave if we knew that, that at the end of today, just the end of this day, we'd have to tell God how we stewarded the day he just gave us? <laughs> well, let's, let's look at what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. He says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Wow. That principle applies to other areas of life, such as our actions, our decisions. In other words, our lifestyle. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance for, for from it flows the springs of life. In other words, what we say or don't say, what we do or don't do, all flow from our affections and, and spills out from what's in our hearts. See, Jesus is saying here that every word is important. I mean, that's a, this makes me pause and sigh a little bit. I mean, every word, yep. I mean, what a sobering thought to contemplate. There is no such thing as a word so insignificant that it flies below God's radar, in other words. Even the most casual speech is worthy of examination because even the most casual speech matters. It matters to God because of the impact it makes on hearers. But I think there is even more that, that, that Jesus is telling us here. He's, I think Jesus is telling us this is so important because of the relationship between the words and the, and the heart that speak those words. Wrong speech reveals a wrong heart, a heart full of idols, even the tiniest word. And I would say this applies to the tiniest action as well, reveals our affections and desires. In other words, we are, we're never really in neutral, so to speak. We may think we are because, you know, we are we're watching from the sidelines and we're just, but reality is our words and actions are always flowing from where we have set our hearts to be. And let me just remind us of something. I think you all know this. But many times when you see something that's not right going on and you do nothing, inaction is an action. You're not on the, we're not on the, that's the point. I mean, our affections may be set on Christ, but they may be set on idols that we hope will bring us more pleasure. How we use our time reveals what we, we, we are worshiping. And that's a tough thing to hear. But it needs to be heard and it needs to be said over and over. Wasting time is a sin. Because even the tiniest misuse of time shows that I'm not doing what the Lord said 
we should make our number one priority, which is what? Love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind. And then you love your neighbor as yourself, right? Jesus spoke that. And therefore, in that instance, when we are procrastinating, the truth is we're not loving God as our, or are not loving our neighbor. We are actually moving God out of the driver's seat and his will is not being done, but rather ourself is now playing God. Or we may be loving our pride instead of taking a leap of faith and instead fearing that we may fail at some task that's staring us in the face. Or how about this? When we work too much, we may be loving the praise of men or loving material wealth or loving the feeling of being self-sufficient. The reality is right in front of us, folks, because when we crack that door, a variety of idols are available to us. And the way that those idols could draw our actions astray are just too numerous to mention. But praise the Lord, because even after all that nonsense of wrong choices and, and wasting time and things we do, there's, there's still good news. Regardless of how sinful my heart takes me down a sinful path of wasting time, Jesus Christ is there to forgive me. I got to admit, I made, you got to admit you're, you made a mistake, you sinned, repent, etc. He's there to remind me of my righteous standing with God that he purchased with his blood, with his death, burial, and resurrection for me. Yes, silly, old, selfish, stubborn, angry, sinful me. He's there to empower me by his grace to transform me. See, folks, we do not manage our time well to justify ourselves. We manage our time well because a justified heart through the power of Jesus Christ will lead to a certain type of life. And because Jesus has been good to us, we have much reason to humble ourselves before the Lord and thank him for this precious gift of time, which is why I believe, once again, it's time to renew our mind that this gift of time needs to be processed as an opportunity for doing the Father's will. Now, remember, I mean, see in these beginning scriptures used today in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, the word time means opportunity. In the setting there being this of this discourse that Paul shares in Ephesians 5, he's speaking about a life a lifestyle of holiness. That the children of God, if, if, you, if you've submitted to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you must walk in love and shouldn't be talking foolishly. We shouldn't be talking filthily, right? We shouldn't be talking coveting. Our words and actions need to move towards, strive towards goodness, righteousness, faith. So in that setting, the scriptures are telling us about redeeming the time, which means it's the time to do good. In other words, we would have the opportunity to do something good. This is a unique opportunity we have to seek that which is good. Listen, the same word meaning for time is used when Jesus is weeping for Jerusalem coming under judgment because they didn't notice the time that he had come to them in the flesh. Here's Jesus speaking, Luke chapter 19, verses 42 through 44. He said, Jesus says, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, 
but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. What was he talking about? He's talking about what happened in 70 AD in their lifetime. That he was telling them and warning them that whole entire old system, the temple, that whole thing you used to worship Jews, he says, is going to be torn down. And there's not going to be one stone on another because you didn't repent and recognize that I am here now. I am the son of God and they rejected him. Well, this discourse from Jesus 2000 years ago is the exact same today, folks. Jesus is pleading with us to look at this time right now as an opportunity that you and I have to turn to God, to realize that right now God is visiting with us by his grace, that right now we are here and we are listening to the encouragement of the word of God. Right now, we have this circumstance, this opportunity to repent and to find life. But see, Jesus is weeping because Jerusalem didn't recognize the opportunity. Now, if that hasn't really sunk in for you, how about this example from Jesus? How about when Jesus is announcing that the time has arrived that the kingdom of God is here? Once again, this is that same meaning of time. It's in Mark chapter one, verse 15. Jesus says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. This, this is the time, he's saying. Turn to the Lord and find life, right? In Luke chapter 12, verses 54 through 56, Jesus said this to the people. When you see a cloud rise out of the rest, west, straight away you say there comes a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say there will be heat, and it comes to pass. You hypocrites, you can discern the faith of the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time. This, this is a theme, uh, it's thread throughout the word of God. It's thread throughout the Bible. Jesus is telling the people to wake up and recognize the time. Recognize the opportunity you have right now. Right? Faith was in short supply and unbelief was abundant. Well, I think it's the same today, back, but as it was the, when Jesus walked the earth. They did not realize that God was visiting them in the very form of his special son. They did not make use of the opportunity. They did not seek the Lord. It's the same thing today. It just manifests in different ways. There's, folks are still blinded by their sins, but today most are distracted by entertainment. I mean, if you've watched the movie Gladiator and it's, uh, a scene where two of the senators are talking about what, what's going to be manifesting in the city, and they have all of these issues. They, they just have poverty. Majority of the people don't have food, right? <clears throat> a place to live, shelter, right? And then they say, what Caesar does, what does he do? He gives them entertainment. He gives them the gladiator games. They're going to give games, and they just, he just appeased the people, with entertainment. And the, the senators are basically saying, you, people will keep living in poverty as long as you give them entertainment. 
Does that sound familiar? Does that not sound familiar? Man, wow. Time, time is such a special gift from God. It's a God-given opportunity to do good, to turn to the Lord, to walk in holiness before the Lord. See, when we read this in the Bible, it is there to show us what the people of Jerusalem did or didn't do with the God-given opportunity for that future. So what should we do with our time? For instance, will we make preparations? Listen, if you're, if you're uh, leaving the day after tomorrow on a trip, you're going like out of the country, what would you do? You, you would make preparations, right? You, it would be foolish if you didn't make preparations. You'd prepare your, your luggage, you'd get your passport, plane tickets, right? At the very least, you didn't just get up and walk out, you, you had to pack. You, pre- you had to make preparations. But there are people who will go on the great journey called eternity, and yet they make no preparations. And time always comes when every person will leave from this realm, from this dimension. So have, have you made the proper preparations? See, the lie is we've been told we have enough time. The devil tells us when we're young that we have enough time. And when we get older, he tells us that we've done too many wrong things, so it's too late for you now. Folks, the truth is we all can do a better job of the God-given opportunities we're presented with. But do not postpone. Do not waste precious time. Seek the Lord today. In the days Jesus was walking the earth, he preached, but they did not realize he was the Messiah sharing grace and truth. There are people that are listening to this who have God's truth presented in a grace-filled, truthful, and convicting way. The opportunity to turn to the Lord is upon us. Do not be blinded. Do not allow the devil or the world or your sinful pleasures to deceive you. Turn to the Lord. Make use of the opportunities the Lord has given you. Time that slips away, folks, is never recovered. I mean, just is the Lord softening you? Please make use of those affections. Don't miss the opportunity the Lord is giving you right now. There are so many distractions and so many temptations. The days are evil. And there are many things that we can fill our lives with. There there just seems to be more and more temptation as never before to allure us away from God, to infect our thinking patterns and to trick us to rationalize that as long as we do not commit the gross sins of the world, like, well, I'm not a murderer. Well, then then I'm all good. And all the while we are thinking we are doing good, but are being deceived by other temptations. Anything that we do that keeps us from seeking the Lord is the goal of the enemy. Things like a busy work schedule, entertainment. Our time is so easily just gone. I mean, so you got to ask yourself, are you allowing your precious time to be wasted? wasted? Just, just look at it practically. Look at most businesses to use as like a comparison tool, if you will. Right? They, they work diligently and don't leave an opportunity unused to increase their business. They have things like you can't, you know, no entertainment, no recreations, no interfering, no friendship when you're at work. From pursuing the business, you focus on the business. They focus on that thing that they do in the business. Yet what comparison is eternity to a business? What childish toys are the things of daily life in comparison to the weight of eternity? 
How easily are we deterred and distracted from seeking salvation and sanctification for eternity? You know, seriously, it is so sad that we are more concerned with showing up late and unprepared for work than showing up unprepared for our appointed time with God. We are, we are more concerned with attending a football game or watching a football game on TV than attendance at church or serving at the church. And make no doubt about it, God is going to keep that appointment whether we are prepared or not. So, yeah, here we are at the end of another calendar year, and we're being reminded once again to take inventory. Let me read from Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 through 33. Here it is. Simpletons, how long will you wallow in your ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? About face, I can revise your life. Look, I'm ready to pour out my spirit on you. I'm ready to tell you all I know. As it is, I've called, but you've turned a deaf ear. I've reached out to you, but you've ignored me. Since you laugh at my counsel and make a joke of my advice, how can I take you seriously? I'll turn the tables and joke about your troubles. What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? What if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? You'll need me then. You'll call for me, but don't expect an answer. No matter how hard you look, you won't find me because you hated knowledge and you had nothing to do with the fear of God because you wouldn't take my advice and brushed aside all my offers to train you. Well, you've made your bed. Now lie in it. You wanted your own way. Now, how do you like it? Don't you see what happens, you simpletons, you idiots? Carelessness kills. Complacency is murder. First pay attention to me, and then relax. Now you can take it easy. You're in good hands. Whew. People, wow, that, wow, that scripture, man. See, people, is there anything in this world that concerns you more? Are there matters of your, you know, if you're married of your spouse or if you have children, you know, your kids, your work, your hobbies, or that sporting event is such great importance that Christ in eternity can be postponed and put off? And now that, you know, another Christmas has passed, the excitement and goodwill has evaporated faster than grandma getting run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Folks, if, if you look into the scriptures, and I mean really look into the scriptures, not just one verse, there is truly good reason to be excited about your life when it comes to what the Messiah Jesus Christ offers. I'm talking about one of the most important reasons why Jesus the creator of the universe, left his home in the unseen dimension of heaven and lived some 33 years as a human being here on earth. It has a direct connection with your personal future and ultimate destiny. And chances are you have not been properly told about it. And even if you have, we probably don't understand it very well. You've likely already heard that Jesus came to earth to save sinners. Yep, that's very true. But for what purpose is Jesus really saving us? In other words, what, what's our final destiny? You know what? And what I found is just the majority, too many Christians actually have little idea. 
except to imagine that as long as they believe in Jesus, they'll be spending all eternity floating on a cloud in heaven, doing a whole bunch of nothingness except strumming a harp or playing a flute, all the while looking at the face of Jesus. I'm just here to tell you that's a huge, gross misunderstanding of our purpose and destiny according to Scripture. The truth of the matter, it is far more glorious and it provides an invigorating purpose and meaning to life both in this lifetime and the next. When it comes to the reason we are here, the simple facts straight from the Bible are these. We are meant to rule and, and reign with Jesus Christ forever. Here are just a few of the many verses that proclaim our fantastic future. Revelation 2, verse 26. And he that overcome and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Daniel chapter 7, verse 18. But the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever for all ages to come. Daniel chapter 7, verse 27. Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all, king, all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. What I have found is a majority of Christians do not have a clue about this, right? We don't know we're intended to rule over all nations and kingdoms, as well as judge the world and even angels, did you know that? Scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? I mean, do, are you aware that Jesus himself promised his true followers that they would even be sitting down on his own throne. Revelation 3, 21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Man, if that doesn't motivate you to get up and get over your little hurt. Get going again. Get back and use this time to fulfill your purpose and destiny. The untold reason why Jesus was born as a human being for a short time was to show his people whom he made in his own image how to properly live and overcome sin so they themselves could become literally sons of God, as John 1 verse 12 says, the very offspring of God, as Acts 17 verse 29 says, and partakers of the divine nature, as 2 Peter 1 verse 4 says, so that we can rule with Jesus. That is why that is why, believers, we are told to repent, which means stop rebelling against God's ways and be obedient to his instructions. Woo! See, I'm trying to, trying to shake us up here so that we don't waste time. Don't you think it's time you actually accept and believe the words that are already in your own Bibles? We've got to stop playing games, literally and figuratively, that waste our time. We've seen today just a few of the very clear statements from God about our eternal divine destiny. Now, I tell you, that is something to truly get excited about as we wrap up one year and begin another. Hallelujah. God bless you all and have a glorious day. <laughs>